This is a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare Him room. And heaven and nature sing, and heaven and nature sing. Sing choirs of 
of angels sing in exaltation. O sing, all ye citizens of heaven above. Glory to adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Christ the Lord. Yea, Lord, we greet thee, born this happy morning. Jesus, to thee be all glory given. Word of the Father, now in flesh appearing, oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord. Thanks, Jim and Debbie, for that beautiful music to begin our service. Welcome to this worship service, good neighbors. You're listening to a Neighbors United in Christ Parish worship service sponsored by the Lutheran Churches of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity. My name is Pastor Greg Wilcox. Thanks today to Debbie and Jim, our musicians. Thanks to Steve Helling, who will be reading our lessons and doing our children's message. Thanks to our recording engineer, Isaac, for keeping us on track and putting this recording together. Many thanks to each of you who are listening today. You can listen to each weekly service live at 8 a.m. on WPCA Radio at 93.1 FM or live on their website at wpcaradio.org each Sunday morning. You can also listen anytime through our podcast, available on your smartphone via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or on our website, which is nuicparish.org. I encourage you to subscribe and listen to our services whenever you get the chance and to our new services which download each Sunday morning. If you'd like to help sponsor these services or donate to our ministry, you can contact us by phone at 715-268-9577, by mail at NUIC Parish, 1578 85th Avenue, Amory, Wisconsin, or through our website, which again is nuicparish.org. Today's radio broadcast is sponsored by Merle and Sue Bergren. We thank Merle and Sue for their generosity. We want to thank uh, all of you who help support this ministry. We depend on the generosity of listeners like you to keep this broadcast going. Just a couple of additional announcements. If you're listening to this first thing on Sunday morning, January 2nd, our live worship service this coming Sunday is at Trinity at 
On January 9th, our worship service will be at Little Falls at 9.30. And then on January 16th, our worship service will be at Deronda Lutheran at 9.30 as well. Jesus said that where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Even though we aren't all together in church today, we are gathered in Jesus' name and he is present with each of us, wherever we might be today. His presence with us is a gift we celebrate and proclaim as we worship together. We're still in the season of Christmas, and I know it's a temptation once Christmas Day is done to simply move on with our lives and our business. But I do want to remind us that the Christmas season goes on for a couple of weeks, and this Sunday we're also celebrating the Christmas season. So as you participate in our worship today, you may want to have a white cloth to lay before you, a candle, a cross, and a Bible to follow along with our Bible readings. We continue our worship asking God to bless our time together in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please listen then and join me in your hearts as I do our confession of sins. Let us confess our sin, trusting in the tender mercy of our God. God, for whom we wait, in the presence of one another, we confess our sin before you. We fail in believing that your good news is for us. We falter in our call to tend your creation. We find our sense of worth in material wealth. We fear those different than ourselves. We forget that we are your children and turn away from your love. Forgive us, blessed one, and assure us again of your saving grace. Amen. Hear then this absolution. God in Christ Jesus has looked with favor upon you. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, your sins are all forgiven. You are children of the Most High, inheritors of the eternal promise, and recipients of divine mercy. God strengthens you anew to follow the way of peace. Amen. Please listen then as Jim and Debbie come and do our gathering songs. Jim and Debbie. My Jesus, I love thee. I know thou art mine. For thee, all the follies of sin I resign. My gracious Redeemer, my Savior art thou. If I love thee in life, I will. 
Thanks, Debbie and Jim. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Please join your hearts with mine as I pray the prayer of the day. Almighty God, you have filled all the earth with the light of your incarnate word. By your grace, empower us to reflect your light in all that we do, through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. I'll invite Steve to come and read our lessons and share the children's message with us. Steve? The first reading is from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 31, verses 7 through 14. This is what the Lord says. Sing with joy for Jacob. Shout for the foremost of the nations. Make your praises heard and say, O Lord, save your people, the remnant of Israel. See, I will bring them from the land of the north and gather them from the ends of the earth. Among them will be the blind and the lame, expectant mothers and women in labor. A great throng will return. They will come with weeping. They will pray as I bring them back. I will lead them beside streams of water on a level path where they will not stumble because I am Israel's father and Ephraim is my firstborn son. Hear the word of the Lord, O nations, proclaim it in distant coastlands. He who scattered Israel will gather them and will watch over his flock like a shepherd. For the Lord will ransom Jacob 
and redeem them from the hand of those stronger than they. They will come and shout for joy on the heights of Zion. They will rejoice in the bounty of the Lord. The grain, the new wine, and the oil, the young of the flocks and herds, they will be like a well-watered garden, and they will sorrow no more. Then maidens will dance and be glad, young men and old as well. I will turn their mourning into gladness. I will give them them comfort and joys instead of sorrow. I will satisfy the priests with abundance, and my people will be filled with my bounty, declares the Lord. Here ends the first reading. The psalm today is number 147, verses 12 through 20. Extol the Lord, O Jerusalem. Praise your God, O Zion, for he strengthens the bars of your gates and blesses your people within you. He grants peace to your borders and satisfies you with the finest of wheat. He sends his command to the earth. His word runs swiftly. He spreads the snow like wool and scatters the frost like ashes. He hurls down his hail like pebbles. Who can withstand his icy blast? He sends his word and melts them. He stirs up breezes and the waters flow. He has revealed his word to Jacob, his laws and decrees to Israel. He has done this for no other nation. They do not know his laws. Praise the Lord. Here ends the psalm. The second reading is from the book of Ephesians, chapter 1, verses 3 through 14. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love he predestined us to be adopted as his sons through Jesus Christ, in accordance with his pleasure and will to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. And he made known to us the mystery of his will according to the good pleasure which he purposed in Christ, to be put into effect when the times will have reached their fulfillment to bring all things in heaven and on earth together under one head, even Christ. In him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will, in order that we, who were the first to hope in Christ, might be for the praise of his glory. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. Having believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. Here ends the second reading. Good morning, young neighbors. I hope you're all doing well. How was Christmas vacation gone for you? Have you had a lot of fun? Did you spend time with family and loved ones? Uh-oh, time to go back to school. Today we're going to talk about being on a very special team. Close your eyes and I want you to picture this. You're at school and there are two captains picking who will be on their team. Everyone is hoping they will get picked first and worst of all, being picked last. How does that vision make you feel? Nervous? Confident? Unsure? Now let's close our eyes again and imagine a different picture. There are lots of people in a crowd that want to be on a special team. Some are just there because they see a crowd and just want to know what's going on. 
the captain is getting ready to start choosing who will join their team. Everyone in the crowd is getting nervous, hoping they'll get picked. And then, all are picked. And better yet, they all feel like they are the first one picked. What is even more amazing is that there are millions on this team. What? How can this be? It doesn't make sense. Who is the captain that can do such an amazing thing? It's actually two people. Who do you think it is? What's well, God and his son, Jesus? I'm going to read to you a verse that makes this even more amazing. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us to be adopted as his sons and daughters through Jesus Christ. God loved you before you were born and had already picked you for his team with Jesus. This is crazy. This is a very valuable blessing. And what does it mean? We are chosen to know God and Jesus. We can tap into their wisdom and strength to help us and others in daily life. We can read the Bible, we can go to church, we can go to Sunday school to learn more and increase our faith. All our sins are forgiven by the grace from God and belief in Jesus. Now remember the story about the house built on the rock and the house that was built on the sand? We, on God and Jesus' team, are the house on the rock, strong through any storm. The world is the house built on sand, not really believing in anything that is very solid. So let's do something fun. I want you to stand up, get your hands on your hips, put your chest out and say, I am strong, God and Jesus are with me. Okay, go ahead. I am strong, God and Jesus are with me. Okay, do it again, but say it louder. I am strong, God and Jesus are with me. Now, are we supposed to keep being this, keeping this team secret? What do you think? God and Jesus expect us to share how great our team is so others that are chosen. Remember from before, those people that showed up when God and Jesus were picking their team, but they were just wondering what was going on? Those are the people who don't know yet, but they were picked too. It's our job to share our faith with others to help find those people. Let's bow our heads and fold our hands for a short prayer. Thank you, God and Jesus, for picking me to be on your team. Help me to share my faith with others, to find people that have been picked by you to be on the team, but don't know it yet. Amen. Have a wonderful week. So
Thanks, Steve, for those readings and that wonderful children's message, and Jim and Debbie for that beautiful song. The gospel text that I'm using again today is very familiar. It's the first seven verses from uh, the Gospel of Luke, the second chapter, the first part of the Christmas story. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place in the inn. Dear friends in Christ, I mentioned this uh, for the Christmas Eve podcast that Jim and Debbie and I did in some of my rememberings or reflections about Christmases long ago, but it seemed like a good uh, way to suggest some context for what I'd like to do with the message for this second Sunday of Christmas. I think I first fully appreciated the wonder of Christmas carols when in seventh grade confirmation in Southern California where I lived, our confirmation class went caroling at a local nursing home where some of the residents were members of our congregation. Two things happened there that gave me an inkling about the power of these songs. I was standing next to Becky Nelson, a girl I had a crush on, and while we were singing Away in a Manger, right around the cattle are lowing part, her hips bumped mine. It's a little bit like an electric shock. The cattle are lowing, bump. The poor baby wakes, bump. But little Lord Jesus, bump. No crying he makes, bump. I remember at this point I wanted to cry out, despite the little Lord Jesus, because of the feeling suddenly coursing through my body. The other thing that happened was old Mrs. Wilson sat and quietly wept through our songs. Not loud, not wailing, but a soft snuffling and wheezing. I suppose if we could hear that seventh grade confirmation class sing this evening, we might weep too. We must have been pretty bad. But I suspect Mrs. Wilson was weeping not because of our poor singing, but because of the Christmas carols that took her back to earlier times in her life, connected her with people and places now long gone. Of all the Christmas carols, the one that somehow still tugs most deeply on my feelings, still connects me with people and places from long ago, is O Little Town of Bethlehem. 
And for my message today, I'd like to look at key phrases in each of the four verses, and then, after sharing a few thoughts about those phrases, I'm going to ask Jim and Debbie to come and sing one verse at a time. I won't go into the background of this carol written by Phillips Brooks. You can do that on your own if you're interested. The first phrase comes at the end of the first verse. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. There are many things that one might hope for. There are also many things that one might be afraid of. There was a time I hoped to be a ballet star. I really liked how strong and graceful the dancers looked as they lifted and twirled the beautiful ballerinas. Then I tried to imagine myself in skin-tight tights up on stage in front of thousands and immediately realized this wasn't a hope, it was really pure fantasy. Years ago, as a young man, there was a time I was afraid my hair would turn gray and slowly disappear. That's no longer a fear, that's simply reality. But deep down inside each of us, there are hopes we all share. We hope to lead fulfilling lives. We hope to love and be loved by others, and maybe by someone special, our soulmate. We want to make a difference. We want work that is meaningful, much more than a paycheck, really a calling. We hope for a place to call home and for friends and family who accept us as we are. We hope for time enough to accomplish our dreams. And we all hope for time enough to relax, to play, to laugh. Deep down inside us, there are also fears we all harbor. As children, we might be afraid of the dark, or monsters in our closets, or the bigger kids at school. Or more darkly, a father who comes home drunk and angry, or a mother resentful and sullen. As we grow, we learn a host of fears. We fear our own inadequacy, that we never quite measure up to others' expectations of us. Or the change will take away what is most precious to us, perhaps our parents, or a job we love, or a place both familiar and comforting. What Brooks suggests in this lovely little Christmas hymn is not that our fantasies will all be realized or that somehow none of our fears will be experienced because what happened so long ago in that little town of Bethlehem. No. What he says really states as a given a fact is that Jesus coming as a little baby so long ago fulfills our deepest hopes and allays all our deepest fears. That doesn't mean I'll ever be a ballet dancer or that my hair won't turn gray and fall out. It does mean this, that my very deepest longings and hopes and dreams will all be realized in and through the love and grace given to me in Jesus. And it does mean that I'll be able to meet and overcome all my hidden fears because of the courage and strength I find in the company of Jesus who is Emmanuel, God with me and God with you, every moment through all of our days. I'll ask Jim and Debbie to come and sing the first verse of O Little Town of Bethlehem. O little town of Bethlehem, how still we see thee lie Above thy deep and dreamless sleep the silent stars go by. Yet in thy dark street shineth the everlasting light. The hope 
second phrase comes in the third line of verse 2. O morning stars together proclaim the holy birth. Brooks begins the second verse with the ordinary, a baby born of Mary. There are no details given here as in other carols, no lowing of cattle, no poor baby waking, no rushing of rude shepherds, nor solemn reverence of wise men. Just a young, unwed, but engaged mother giving birth. But all unseen and yet powerfully present are a host of angels waiting, watching, wondering, and morning stars, great cosmic planetary luminaries proclaiming God's arrival in this tiny infant, in this dark and smelly manger, in this little town of Bethlehem. And here is the wonderful promise for you and for me this Christmas time. The hosts of heaven still wait and watch for us as well. The great unseen yet powerfully present world around us, including all the morning stars, still surround our everyday ordinary moments. At every least moment in the midst of our days, as the Christ child seeks to be born again into our lives full of temptation and trouble and trial, the angels wait and watch and the morning stars catch their breath ready for proclamation, yet aware of our fragile humanness. Some weeks ago now, I was driving home from church on a Sunday late morning. Can't remember what church I was driving home from, if it was Little Falls or Deronda or Trinity. But whatever one it was, my route home is largely the same. I take the road from the church and wind my way over to Highway 65 and turn north. It's just a few miles until I hit Highway 8 and turn west. On this particular Sunday morning as I drove, I, soon as I turned on Highway 8, I noticed something unusual. A young man walking west along the side of the highway. It can be a pretty busy highway and I don't think I'd ever seen a pedestrian on it before. But what caught my attention and worried me was that he had a large dog with him. The dog was unleashed and running between the man and out into the middle of the highway. It was worried for the dog and unhappy that the young man would be so careless, so seemingly indifferent to the danger of his dog getting hit by a car. I slowed way down and as I passed him, I honked, an expression, I suppose, of my frustration at the whole situation. Not surprisingly, he turned and flipped me off. Such a random, curious encounter, but almost immediately I felt a pang of regret. Why didn't I stop to see if he and his dog needed a ride into St. Croix Falls? Why was my first reaction annoyance rather than compassion? And I imagine that the angels watching and the morning stars catching their breath let out a collective cosmic sigh that here on this Sunday morning along Highway 8, just outside of St. Croix Falls, Jesus had not been brought to birth. In fact, I hadn't even thought to let Jesus reach through me to help this young man and his dog until it was too late. All of us have such random encounters, some in which we come across someone in need and some of which we are the people in need. And each time we stand at some crossroads or another, whether small or great, and each time we have a decision to make, whether little or big, and we choose kindness and mercy and compassion and love, why, just there and just then, Jesus is born again, and the angels rejoice, and the morning stars sing together. For Christ is born of Mary, 
and gathered all above. While mortals sleep, the angels keep their watch of wandering love. O morning stars together proclaim the holy birth and praises sing to God the King and peace to all on earth. The third phrase comes in the first line of verse 3. How silently, how silently the wondrous gift is given. Have you ever heard the classic Christmas hymn, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer? Or should I say, because it's pretty hard to avoid, how many times have you heard this classic this Christmas season? We had all of our family gathered this past week, and I discovered that even my four-year-old grandson Gabe knew this Christmas hymn, and he kept asking Alexa to sing it over and over and over again. I'd sing the first line for you, but it's the kind of melody that can get stuck in your head and go around and around, drowning out any competing songs and finally turning your mind to mush, a real earworm. It's suggestive to me of all the noise of this season, the ringing of the Salvation Army bell ringers, the constant murmur of Christmas songs, sacred and secular, in stores and elevators, the blurring of commercials that remind us of shopping opportunities, and so on and so on. But this little phrase suggests an alternate reality to all the noise of the Christmas season. In the midst of it all, at some unexpected moment, and oh so silently, God seeks to give us his wondrous gift. I was visiting a care center down in Florida some years ago now. The day had been full with a variety of meetings and workshops and presentations of one sort or another. Towards the end of the day, I went to the little chapel for devotions, sitting like a good Lutheran way in the back. Just before the devotions were to begin, a young nurse's aide brought a resident, Marge, into the chapel and wheeled her right up to next to where I was sitting and introduced her to me. Marge looked at me shyly and smiled. Then, without saying a word, she reached over and took my hand, and we held hands all through the devotions, through the songs, through the message, through the prayers. Some moment or another that apparently was special to Marge, she would squeeze my hand and smile. I was caught off guard, but I knew Marge was giving me a very special gift. Acceptance? Yes. But more than that. Affection? Yes. And more than that. Friendship? Yes, that too, but maybe even more than that. Love? Yes, in such a quiet and gentle way, Marge was sharing love with me. And of all the many things that happened that day, the many meetings and conversations, this unexpected encounter was by far the most important and most precious. How silently, how silently the wondrous gift is given. I'll ask Jim and Debbie to come and sing verse 3 for us. How silently, how silently the wondrous gift is given. So God imparts to human hearts the blessings of his heaven. No ear may hear his coming, but in this world of sin, Where 
dear Christ enters in. If you look at these three phrases, you'll see something interesting. When the first one happens, the hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight, what's the result? In a word, peace. The peace of knowing that all our fondest hopes and darkest fears are somehow profoundly addressed in and through Jesus. When the second one happens, O oh, morning stars together proclaim his holy birth, we realize that the great unseen yet powerfully present world around us, including the morning stars, still, still surround our everyday moments. What's the result? We come to know that there is great possibility and potential in each of our lives, that we're valued, that somehow we are important, and that each of us play a role in bringing Jesus to birth. And when the third happens, how silently, how silently the wondrous gift is given, we understand again that the precious gift was given to us. What's the result? We discover that we are loved. So we're loved, we're valued, we're at peace. And in fact, this is not something we create or achieve on our own. It's all grace, all gift that comes with the coming of the Christ child to each of us. And so the fourth phrase in line two of verse four, cast out our sin and enter in, be born in us today. And so dear friends, if you're beset this Christmas season with unmet hopes, and all too real fears, find a quiet place and ask the Christ to come again into your heart. And if you're tossed by temptations too hard to resist and sin and brokenness are too much to bear, find a quiet place and ask the Christ to come again into your heart. And if you're simply caught up in the busyness of the season, you're wondering just where the wonder of Christmas has gone, Find a quiet place and ask the Christ to come again into your heart. The final verse does just that. It's a childlike prayer with simple trust. When Jesus comes and abides with us, hope returns, love surrounds, joy begins. I'll ask Jim and Debbie to come and sing verse 4. Oh, holy child of Bethlehem, Descend to us, we pray. Cast out our sin and enter in. Be born in us today. We hear the Christmas angels, the great glad tidings tell. Oh, come to us, abide with us, our Lord Emmanuel. Thanks so much, Debbie and Jim, for working with me on that little message and singing those four verses in and with the sermon that I gave. Would you pray with me as we end that message, please? Gracious God, we thank you for the wonderful messages in this uh, lovely Christmas hymn, A Little Town of Bethlehem. We pray again as the Christmas season 2021 comes to an end that you would remind us of what you have given us in the Christ child lying there in a manger. Remind us of all of the wonder and the hope and the help and the courage 
Remind us of all of the love and the joy and the mercy and grace that you give us in and through Jesus. And this Christmas season, as we come to its end and face a new year, fill us again with the promise and the power of Jesus right here, right now, Emmanuel, God with us. We ask this all, Jesus, in your holy and precious name. Amen. We continue then as we confess our faith together using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. I'll ask Debbie and Jim to come and do our prayers of intercession. Lord, listen to your children praying. Lord, send your spirit in this place. Lord, listen to your children praying. Send us love. Joining our voices with the heavenly host and Christians throughout time and space, let us pray for the church, the world, and all in need. You make yourself known in the gift of language in diverse forms. Draw our attention to those who communicate through sign, braille, and technology. Make your church a place where all methods of communication are celebrated. Merciful God, receive our prayer. Creating God, the sun greets us anew each morning. Thank you for waking us up today to witness and share your abundance. Awaken us always to your wisdom and deepen our care for your natural world. Merciful God, receive our prayer. Emmanuel, in your name we are assured that you are with us. Train nations and peoples to honor and respect one another, especially those whose names and identities have been mistreated, neglected, or oppressed. Merciful God, receive our prayer. You adopt us as your beloved ones. Accompany parents and children navigating the adoption process, especially those in the foster system. Sustain those struggling with infertility or pregnancy loss. Tenderly embrace all in need. We remember Kelsey Zamuda, Pat and Lucille Trofe, Christina Burgett, Helen Erickson, Gary Fredrickson, Rick Elmer, Randy Goglin, Rachel Seacrest, Julie Dubois, Jim Wade, Scott Morgan, Tim Elmer, Viola Haugerud, Janet Knudsen, Martin Tanberg, and the family of Ellsworth Johnson. Merciful God, receive our prayer. 
you journey with us through change. Guide those assuming new roles in this congregation or making transitions in their families, workplaces, or communities. As the seasons and the calendar change, equip us for unexpected challenges. Merciful God, receive our prayer. We give you thanks for all who model lives of loving service. Lead us in your grace until with all your saints we enter the fullness of your glory. Merciful God, receive our prayer. Rejoicing in your word made flesh among us, we commend these prayers to you, confident of your grace and love made known to us. In Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. continue then with our communion service. When we celebrate Holy Communion, we gather with all the saints from every time and place to hear again the story of God's power and love shown to us through Jesus, his life, his death, his resurrection. I'll share now the words of institution, and I'll pray the Lord's Prayer, and then I'll invite you to eat the bread and drink the wine or grape juice. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat, this is my body, broken for you. Do this as oft as you eat it in remembrance of me. Again after supper he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them all to drink, saying, This is my blood shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me. When we eat this bread and drink this wine, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes again. Let's pray together our Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Now let us taste and see that the Lord is good. Take the bread or wafer, and as you eat it, hear this promise from Jesus. This is my body broken for you. Now take the wine or grape juice and hear this promise from Jesus. This is my blood shed for you. Now may the body and blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, strengthen and preserve you to life everlasting. Hear this benediction litany. Jesus Christ is the light of the world, the light that shines in our darkness. May the light that shines from the manger light your lives with God's mercy and grace and love, now and forever. Amen. Go in peace. Serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. I'll invite Jim and Debbie to come and do our final song. 
Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. While shepherds kept their watching o'er silent flocks by night, behold, throughout the heavens there shone a holy Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain, that Jesus Christ is born. The shepherds feared and trembled, when low above the earth rang out the angel's chorus that hailed our Savior's birth. Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain, that Jesus Christ was born. Down in a lowly manger, our humble Christ was born. And God sent us salvation that blessed Christmas morn. Go tell Thank you for listening to a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Our podcast is supported by our three congregations of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity Lutheran Churches, our small town churches in Amber, Wisconsin. Our pastor today is the Reverend Greg Wilcox. If you feel so moved to donate, please visit us online at nuicparish.org. That's nuicparish.org. Until next time. That Jesus Christ is born.